Hey guys and welcome back to the Vertex Project. This is episode 3 in the series. Uh, you may notice we don't have tans if you're watching on YouTube. We've actually got Nick. Uh, say hello Nick. Hey guys, how you doing? So um, Nick's joined us recently as a mentor but we're going to get an interview with Nick today and get his story behind trading and how, um, how he got involved and how basically he ended up at Vertex as a mentor. Um, we'll go through the standard questions that we usually go through. Uh, we're also going to do this with James. We just haven't managed to get a time slot with James where we're both free. Uh, but yeah, hi Nick, welcome. Uh, Thanks, man. Nice. So Nick, how did you get started in trading yourself? So I think I started how most people do um, these days. I was on Instagram and looking at people driving Lamborghinis and uh, showing stacks of cash. And I kind of thought, as like a young kid, I think I was like 18 at the time. Um, this could be me and you visualize that life and you kind of start down the road, you join a signals provider or, or whatever you will. It doesn't go that well, shockingly. Um, and that's kind of really where the journey started. And then you realize it's not quite as easy as people make it out to be. Um, and yeah, here we are, what, four years later. So that's how, long that's how I got going. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. Four years is my fourth year. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, did you get into courses before you joined Vertex and found SMC or did you literally just head straight from Signals into I believe you were with Tans and James right? Yeah so I think maybe like six months to a year after I first found out what Forex was I joined Tans and James actually as a Signals client um, so that's how I sort of first got to know those two and then during that time I was kind of following them combined with taking some other courses which didn't really bring me the results that, that i wanted You've got some hatred for these people now. yeah i'm not i'm not gonna drop any names but yeah i basically just took some courses that just weren't that helpful yeah, um, how was that experience without dropping any names or anything like that giving away who it is but how was that experience overall and how much did you pay for these uh, courses <laughs> too much money um i think i think i spent a couple of grand on these courses maybe probably two to three grand in total when you add everything up um the time you're there, you're paying for the monthly, you're paying for the content, you're maybe following the analysis and it isn't quite playing out. But it was, I don't know, it, it wasn't great. I think it maybe built a little bit of a foundation. Um, but really the, the kind of problem was is you're a little bit dependent on on the mentor or the, or the person that's, that's providing this stuff. Um, and the courses I took didn't really give you the platform to be independent. You were kind of reliant on them bringing out content say how they do it is they bring out a lesson every month um mm. which keeps people paying right but it wasn't great because you join and you've got like the first step you have to wait a month to get the second step and then by the time you're six months in you don't really know what's going on and you've given all this money away so, so it's you have a course to begin with it was literally just one video a month in yeah so basically you've got one content video a month um to actually help you become independent in theory um and the rest of it was really just following analysis recorded analysis which i mean looking back now really was pretty terrible could you um, even follow the analysis if you hadn't watched the rest well of this the is well this is this is the problem right i mean you're you're being given in theory this analysis that you think at the time is good because you don't know any better but you don't really understand the thought process um you don't know why they're explaining these things they're giving you out charts with potential setups but you don't know you know what's going on like what why am i entering here what's the confluence um you didn't really have that framework to kind of be independent um 
and that that's really difficult actually when you're getting going because you're not really learning much um you just sort of well without even really realizing it becoming completely reliant on this supposed mentor and if he doesn't actually know what you think he knows then you're just wasting time which is exactly what happened to me i pretty much lost well i didn't lose because i learned i learned a bit but about a year do you feel like any of anything that you paid for in the past actually built you to where you are now or is it just purely what you i mean the very fundamental basics of maybe risk management etc um which is, of course, is is important. I mean, it is important, but in terms of how long I spent at these particular places and what I actually learned, it wasn't it wasn't brilliant. I'm going to be honest. I kind of I kind of lost a year of my trading career, but you know, it's it's all part of growth. So yeah, I feel like this is what people don't understand with Vertex. So obviously, we do provide our own support and time, but it's more we give all the content available and we update everyone. But you get all the content straight away, and we try yeah. and make it so that you learn it yourself rather than the fact that we spoon feed you which a lot of people join and expect yeah and sometimes they may have complaints but when they soon realize that it's not going to work like that then they start you know banging out some great results and then from there it starts to really like fly away and kick off but it's just yeah yeah, when you're in that sort of situation where you're purely getting spoon fed everything what you think is right when in reality it's probably not even right to begin with they're just making money from you uh to keep you in the monthly like even our monthly you get everything straight away the only thing keeping you here is probably you know that like minor support that we provide in the free um chat and then sort of going from there is to upgrade to potentially the mentorship uh, and understanding that you know we do know what we're talking about and sort of going from there um yeah 100 percent. i mean I think we give kind of all the tools to make that sort of journey in towards independence. And that's, that's the most important thing, right? We, at the end of the day, we're trying to help you on your journey to becoming an independent trader. Um, but at some point you're going to want to think for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of, it's it's not a case of, it's not a case of moving past us because all our, our content is, is valuable and our support will help you get there. But at some point your end goal is to be fully independent and not have to rely on anyone. Um, so when you're picking where you want to learn, it's really important to kind of have that sort of roadmap to independence lined out. Yeah, even and when that's... we give out like POIs and trade breakdowns, we don't actually show our actual entries because we want our students to find their own. It, like yeah. it'll teach you and show you and guide you on how to get your own. Even after we've sent it, if you ask a question, how are you going to enter? We'll try and guide you in the way that we're going to enter without just saying this is where I'm entering and this is how I'm doing it. Just so yeah, that... exactly people can learn and progress themselves um and we all get different he, entries like the other day james and nick had the same trade but completely different entries because uh, i believe it was nick who missed the original one yeah yeah i actually i actually got stopped i took a minus one and then uh, james ended um and then i got in afterwards but yeah no it's a good point and then we illustrate both thought processes after the trades played out so we're not we're not spoon feeding you a signal but once the trades played out you can see every step we're taking like the entire thought process is documented um which is again is that sort of key to actually learning and development you don't want to just be copy and pasting a number in because we're doing it that teaches you nothing but understanding why we've done something and the entire sort of uh way of thinking is really important yeah that's why it kind of annoys me a little bit when people say can you send out you know like people who aren't in the community obviously people are like can you send out what you're going to do before you do it 
But the whole reason yeah. we don't is because one, we don't want people blindly following and we want people to actually learn the process behind it because SMC isn't a simple concept to just pick up. You can't just no. place a signal and then understand what's happening from it. In trend lines and fib, you probably can figure it out in the long run if you're just seeing enough of the analysis. But the process is so much more complex than just drawing from your low to your high and then entering off 61.8 or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, I suppose the next question is, how did you actually get into SMC? Um, for those who don't know, Nick actually introduced it to Vertex, uh, despite some sort of resistance from our end. But yeah, uh, tell that story. I think um, I think fundamentally, I've always been quite curious about when you start with a retail strategy, you've got you're basically working off a combination of probabilities, right? You're, you're stacking probabilities together to make an educated guess on something, but you don't you don't fully understand what's happening. So say say you've got your golden pocket entry stop below the seventy eight, you've got a thirty pip stop, but why is your stop thirty pips? What because you've just picked that that number and put it there? Um, there's got to be something driving these markets that's a little bit more developed than that, um, and that's kind of where the thinking started. I can never really get comfortable with just having a set. Even something like just having a set stop loss of, of 30 pips, it just didn't really make sense to me. Like, what what is in price that's below that? Like, do we understand why price would go down there? Say we get wicked out for a stop loss and price flies. Why has that happened? I think you get a lot of these course, sort of retail mentors saying that's a, like a stop hunt. And that just seemed really lazy to me. Um, I felt like there was more to be learned. So it just came from there. And then I picked up just resources I could find online, looking at looking at charts, um, bit of a bit of studying of the kind of Wickoff theory and the whole concept behind that, because uh, Richard Wickoff's a really smart man, and what what he put together, considering the sort of time he did it, is is well, to be honest, quite incredible. Um, so it was just reading up on that and just getting more familiar, and then I started showing it to you guys, um, and kind of understandably, I don't, I don't blame you at the time at all. Kind of thought I was a bit crazy or making it up or whatever, which which is completely logical because you're going from a situation where you're looking at two three four to ones and being impressed to like 20 plus rr straight away um which of course brings skepticism i mean we get people every day telling us that what we do isn't true um and i don't blame people for thinking that initially but you just have to have that kind of courage to take that step to try and learn a little bit more and then of, of course you guys did that eventually um after to be fair not too long about a month or so um maybe two months of telling me I was a bit mad and then we all kind of started learning together and then that's kind of where it came from really and we just haven't looked back we've just been trying to put our own spin on things and... yeah. did you ever take a course or anything like that like pay for any educational content for it nothing for smart money at all no absolutely nothing it's funny because it's like the hardest concept to learn but you managed to do that on your own but it's purely because yeah. you wanted to learn it and do it on your own um yeah and it our yeah. YouTube just... it can be profitable from what Tans puts out it's just understanding it for yourself and if you have any questions it's just good to have that mentor there to be able to iron out those sort of creases and change potential minus ones to like potential plus 100s um, yeah and it, it is sometimes just the smallest difference can make the biggest change especially in a situation where we're trying to be so precise and accurate you know the smallest adjustment can make a huge difference um and I mean, yeah, if you see that of our students, right, a lot of their problems are tiny little details. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just those kind of 
it's knowing where to make those minor changes can make all the difference because it's exactly like you just said say you've not quite got your poi right you get stopped you've gone to a minus one if you just had a little bit more knowledge of what's actually happened with price you can turn that situation into a very high rr setup that you haven't been stopped on and it's just ironing out those little details that can make all the difference i think the foundation of knowledge is quite easy to get but just kind of that final sort of hardest stage of application and just um kind of making that last step is kind of the hardest part so it's yeah. it's important to have someone to ask like, and that is essentially but... what we sort of charge for is the actual mentorship itself um personally i believe it's quite a fair price uh 500 pound for what you actually get um in terms of the course where you actually technically get three courses um straight from the bat you know you don't have to wait for it you don't have to unlock it or whatever you just get it and then from yeah. there you do get our personal support obviously we try and make you find the answer yourself within the content that we provided obviously but then for you to learn from that situation and then go ahead and apply it uh but yeah like we say the sort of small adjustments in this strategy every little like detail matters because you understand exactly what's happening in the market if you miss one of those details um it can mean you know you'll take a loss for potentially no reason and it's obviously we're not saying other strategies don't work we always say that every strategy with an edge will work um and everything you know that you probably learn out elsewhere will work as long as you sort of stick consistently with it um but yeah like you were saying before about 30 pip stop loss or anything like that people say let the trade breathe but what does that even mean why why does yes. the trade need to breathe when in i reality, think it was it just I think, doesn't make sense yeah i think it was that actual exact phrase that started to annoy me um because it, it just exactly like you just said it doesn't make sense and the beauty about what we do is if you have that level of understanding I mean, not every time, but the majority of the time, if you lose a trade, you can figure out why within probably 10 minutes of analysis. Um, yeah. Except you... from obviously the ridiculous risk reward. I'm, that is the most like attractive part of this strategy. Um, yeah. Understanding why you're losing. Uh, sometimes it's hard to figure out, but the majority of the time you can easily see why or you'll understand why. Um, yeah, 100%. And, and don't underestimate the power of that. Like if you're if you're trying to develop a good psychology in your trading and you're leaving a lot of things kind of to chance, it's not going to help your psychology. If you can figure out exactly kind of what's gone wrong and you can immediately work to improve that pretty much straight after just by analyzing the market, understanding what's happening, psychologically that puts you so far ahead in the long run because um, that's how you improve, right? You figure out why your trade lost and you reflect on that. But if you're kind of, like we said at the start, just combining probabilities and you don't really know what's happened, how are you meant to effectively improve? Yeah. Which is just such an important part of things that I think gets a little bit underlooked. But Yeah, I think a lot of the um, understanding of where price is going to, well, you know, trying to understand where price is going next. Because I used to trade uh, supply and demand. I've I had like a good three or four months with that. But I think my main problem with that is, you know, without understanding inefficiency, liquidity and mitigation and all of that sort of stuff in between, um, understanding your POI is practically pointless um, you know you can enter off it and you may get a good risk reward trade but it just there's the little details that were missing and that was obviously before yeah. we even knew smart money concept existed uh, but yeah I suppose naturally the next question is how did you end up where you are now uh, as a mentor for us and, yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think last year, I was just kind of trying to work on, on everything I kind of found and try and put it to a position where there was some sort of consistency. Um, and I think we'd all been working on our sort of own interpretations of smart money throughout the sort of back end of 2020. Um, I think that's when we really kind of developed and, and grew sort of mid to the end of 2020 is when we all got completely comfortable with what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we rebranded the course right and brought everything back out and i think what what tans has done really well is kind of simplified it down in a sense taken some really difficult concepts and made it quite simple to understand um i know nobody else in the entire world who can just pick out because that's the way he thinks isn't it it's always mechanically thinks of the step-by-step process whereas uh i personally i don't think i would have ever came up with the rules that he's put together um in such a short time as well yeah it's just ridiculous how he's managed to do it but everyone thinks we have something special we don't have anything special as such we just simplified the process that you're probably already doing um you know especially if you're using the wyckoff schematics uh that is built in underlying within the strategy it's just not visualized you know yeah, it's not exactly present. but exactly. it's just one of those things where you've got to sort of understand that it is there um it obviously makes your charts look good and it sells but do you need it and the answer is no really um as long as you understand what it's doing and understand the the rules that tans has provided then you're easily able to replicate the same results without having to annotate your charts with at least you know like a good paragraph worth of words yeah agreed um, we, i guess we i guess we've taken a little sort of a bit of a different spin on it to other people in a sense I mean, a lot of people try and put as much content out there as possible to kind of spike curiosity and think there's all these different things, which is completely true. But taking all these sort of um, these concepts and putting them together in a simplified way, that's how you're going to achieve that sort of um, consistency in the long run. So that's kind of what we're all about, really, is taking, like you said, things like Wickoff, all these different concepts that are can be quite overwhelming, confusing and trying to sort of simplify them down to an understandable level. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the content's there, but people try and sort of complicate it on purpose. I feel like, yeah, you know, you've got your, your point of interest and then people are trying to figure out price could go there, price could go there, price could go there. But realistically, if you keep thinking about that, you're never going to get an entry. Yeah. Um, it's the same with, you know, when we used to trade different retail strategies, I used to trade break and retest. It was like, which is my key level? I've got about four here. Which one do I take? Um, and then eventually you just don't take a trade and or you take the one with the most confluence, but you still don't really know why you've taken it except from Fibonacci and Breaking Reed has said so, so I'm going to take it. Like Yeah, exactly. Obviously in your head that's why you've taken it, but the actual reasoning behind it you don't actually have. Um, I feel like that's kind of really important, especially like you said before about your psychology. Uh, a lot of people miss that sort of concept. Um, and it is probably the most important part of trading it. Um, and this does help with that even if you want to try and implement it into a standard retail strategy I don't doubt now if I went back to break and retest I could probably increase my risk reward massively Yeah. purely using the sort of concepts we use now um, obviously skipping a lot of the process but bringing in the order blocks tightening the stop loss and potentially even using the one minute as confirmation from yeah. my trade that could still 
increase the risk reward I could get on my old strategies, but at this point, there's there's no point. Um, yeah. Because I think I, you know we get the win rate and we get the risk reward, so there's no point in changing it. I think that's actually how I got James interested as well. Um, he tried to apply some of the stuff I was talking about to. I mean, James used to trade pretty. To be fair, he traded really well in EMA based strategy. Um, and I think how we first got him interested was sort of overlapping that with some of these concepts and seeing how you could pretty much straight away double that RR because just going off that EMA, it's not enough. It's a probability thing, but if you could like overlap that with some fact. Well, James really liked uh, Fibonacci as well, like the golden pocket. Yeah. And a lot of the yeah. times when we were testing it, if you use that zone between 50 and 71.2, eight or whatever it is i can't remember 78.2 something like that Uh, 78.6 yeah that's the one yeah (laughs) so like in between that zone if you look back at price there's usually an order block within that sort of pocket and that's where it would usually react yet we didn't actually know that at the time we were just saying that entire pocket so why would you sort of have that massive range where your stop loss is um and where your entry is obviously when in reality you could have tightened it so much more and uh, just if you understood this sort of one concept within it and that automatically changes that strategy from you know one to three one to four to possibly one to tens um, yeah just by figuring out where you're going to enter like more precisely and it which is absolutely massive makes a massive change yeah yeah and then you can go about refining it and then from there you could probably you know you could probably change that strategy into one to twenties if you really wanted to uh, yeah. but then why would you even stick with the fibonacci to begin with when you could just use you know everything that the smart money concept provides um i mean i don't think we've drawn well i I don't think we've used the traditional fib i can't even remember the last time to be honest no Um, i always got to do an example but i realize that i've only got 50 (laughs) percent yeah that's it it's a zero in the 50 we haven't looked at the golden pocket in about a year so yeah so within four years actually i just realized you went from being a client of tans and james's to you know losing so much money in yeah well your own trading you lost money right yeah i lost i lost money in my own trading learning um education which turned out not to be great so i've i've been where most people have i think we've all been there to an extent but, yeah, but what's crazy you know, is you actually started as a single client <laughs> from, yeah, I know. yeah and then you went I know. through you sort of bounced between courses and then you ended up actually returning to Tans and James, but this time you weren't alongside them, which is a crazy story considering. Yeah, it's good. Uh, everyone thinks three years is obviously a long time. It probably is if you're working, you know, alongside another job. Um, but reality, three years is a very short period of time uh, to go yeah. from, you know, where you, where, what, were you 18? You probably just about to go into university or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was at the start of university that I found, um, I kind of found trading. And it kind of all just stemmed from there. But yeah, time what was has gone before you found trading, actually. So I, so I actually had a, a job lined up after uni. Um, quite a good job, pretty decent salary. Uh, I think it was about thirty-five k. So for like a graduate job, it, it's a pretty good salary. But yeah, that's great. I can't. But like, I, I was there all summer, kind of working on my trading, preparing to potentially go into this job. My heart just wasn't there. Um, I wasn't excited to start. And I think, I think what's so important is if, if you find something that you're genuinely excited to get up and work for every day, then stick to it and at least give it a chance to see where it goes. Um, so I, I, I sacked that job off. I, I got rid of it before I even started pretty much. Um, 
and just went completely full yeah, time with it. Don't even that. earn you know thirty five thousand pounds a year in you know at the peak career. Yeah, uh, but it is quite a high job to start with. Well, it is. Yeah, no, it's it a was. really high job to start with. Um, yeah, especially if you it had was. it guaranteed and locked in, then you sort of threw away a potential promising career. But at the end of yeah. the day, you were still capped to probably what fifty, sixty thousand pounds a year. Yeah, there was a there's a ceiling like there is in most of if most of these places, right? Um, and I think it's just so important to just commit to trying to do something that you're passionate about. And if if and this was what my passion was, I wasn't gonna. I had pressures from everywhere to kind of not do it. I mean, but I, I kind of come from like a household where doing this is kind of insane. They think you're crazy. I think it was kind of the same for you as well. Yeah. Um, and you kind of just have to sort of battle with that. But if you if you believe enough in what you're doing, then just have the courage to make the step and just see where you end up. Because I had personally some pretty tough times in the markets when I was learning. Um, it wasn't much fun. Yeah, especially but with you, that, with the sort of pressure from peers yeah. and family, it makes it a lot harder. Um, yeah. I, obviously, I definitely had that coming from a, an Asian background as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it's one of those things that, like you were saying, if you just take that initial step, and see where it goes because realistically you can always go back to, to university you can always go back to get a job uh, but you may regret not just trying this earlier because you you might see freedom a lot sooner than you believe uh, yeah like nick himself he, he went from having that secured job and you know going through university to struggling in the markets he went through all the struggle he started his signals i mean i wouldn't say he got scammed because you were with with it with a good company but again signals just don't yeah. work no matter what you do so you're lucky in no, that no. sense you didn't get roped into sort of put more money into your account you can make more you can you can do it blah 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 because obviously tans would is fully against that um, yeah and then you ended up learning for yourself you came back and now you're a mentor for vertex alongside you know myself and tans and james who you originally sort of looked up to yeah, so we've really, in a really gone full circle. Period is not a bad turnaround. Uh, obviously, it sounds like a really long time to go through. But again, J- um, sorry, Nick said he's already wasted about you know probably over a year and a bit purely following around wrong courses and yeah. going in the wrong direction. So realistically, if you talk about pure, you know, focused time on it, maybe it's like a year, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so if yeah, you actually... take the right step in the right direction to begin with, you can really do this in, I'd say, less than a year if you really get that turnaround in. Um, yeah. But it's all just about focus and understanding what you actually want. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the last question is, where do you see yourself in the future? I mean, I suppose on a beach somewhere out of London. I mean, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice uh, on a be- in a beach villa somewhere. Um, I think just kind of carrying on to improve. Um seeing what we can do to kind of add to the strategy that we've already got because i think the important thing is just don't don't hold too much of an ego when you're learning um and we've been speaking about this recently in the student group because if you don't have the kind of open-mindedness to try and take the next step in in your development then you might never end up where you where you are so so if you guys had ignored me for example and didn't have that kind of like courage to kind of try and change something because all three of you were already doing better than i was right much better than i was but you kind of had I the sort of confidence subconsciously to... that was probably one of the reasons we were like 
maybe he's not because obviously you yeah yeah one hundred yeah hundred percent fifties potentially one to one hundred yeah yeah one hundred percent in sort of in that moment we all kind of knew that you were our client at the time and then yeah. you're sort of coming up through it but it was just it, like you say it's about open-mindedness and understanding that well i suppose yeah, well, we started seeing your consistency with it and then we sort of like okay surely there's something in this <laughs> yeah exactly and i think i think that's kind of in relating back to where i want to be in the future i think just trying to improve what we're already doing um if we can do anything to make it better, then we just got to work on that and just trying to grow Vertex out because, I mean, the growth of Vertex in the past like six months has been ridiculous, even since the turn of the year. Yeah, um, I think in January, we pretty much tripled in everything. Which is crazy, which is absolutely crazy. So it's just kind of trying to keep growing that um, in the long, long term, just try and maybe, I don't, I don't know really, I haven't really thought that far ahead. I'm just kind of really focused on trying to do as well as, as we can for now. Um, enjoying the process and the journey yeah just enjoying the process i mean it, there's always new challenges and there's always stuff you can learn and and the market's always changing so it's just really a case of adapting to that and just trying to maximize what we can from it yeah and one thing we always ask everyone on the podcast is do you think you'll ever stop trading <sighs> that's hard at some point i guess so um when i can get to that that you know that beach and that island yeah, and, yeah. i think but... everyone has the same sort of view so trading's obviously one of the best incomes for scalability in the world i mean obviously yeah. it takes time to get there but once you're there and you're actually sort of going through with the process every day um you do sort of get to that point where it is quite a stressful job especially when you're relying on it as the income um and obviously it's definitely not passive which you want to be sort of using the income you make from forex to develop something passive so you're at least guaranteed payment should you have a negative month which is obviously you know you can't avoid that um but yeah 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 i think i think that's one of my longer term goals just that's actually quite a good point it's just to try and sort of take what we can do in this space and diversify it a little bit because you've got to think about the future um you know am i still going to be doing this sort of moving the other avenues of um you know income source or entrepreneurship then we'll, we'll probably as well diversify you know vertex into other things we could have property uh amazon all sorts of that sort of stuff once you move into that passive form yeah then we're obviously not just going to leave the students there because we have a lot of students who are already you know funded and full-time traders at this point so it's kind of not leaving them behind as well in the sort of journey that we're going on um I mean, it doesn't have to stop at the trading anyway. We, you know, Tans, myself, you, James, we all have sort of relationships within Vertex with our students um, in terms of, you know, close friendships. We speak every day sort of thing. Yeah. And eventually, you know, bringing them into the network like you did, basically, like you came through uh, and became a mentor. And then we'll slowly expand Vertex. And probably once lockdown's over, we'll be able to get those massive holidays in yeah which would uh, be great but yeah um other than that anything else to say no i don't i don't think so i think that's probably about it yeah well um, in that case thanks for coming on to the podcast um hopefully james is on the next one and we'll probably get a group one with all four of us on uh to cover some public topics but yeah thank you very much for coming on to the podcast that's right mate. no and problem and we shall see you guys next time again spotify youtube it's gonna be live on everything thanks for watching